This is a Good Time Charlie production. On your marks, get set. To the tent, everybody. It's Crimp It's Great British Bake Off Podcast. Back once again with the homies, uh, Nick Jew. Was on mute. That's my bad. Um, <laughs> oh, chocolate week. Chocolate week, chocolate week, chocolate week. Yeah. And of course, the two and six is on Tatum. What's good, boy? I'm I'm always chocolate every week. True. It is a is it is a lifetime kind of situation here. <laughs> uh, it's uh, series 14 episode 4 chocolate week of whopping 67 minutes long uh, I like the Forrest B- uh, Gump bit because when she cute. called him shrimpy and they both cracked up it was so funny to me it was so cute like I think it, that was not written it, that, that looked like some real oh, yeah, laughing was, they were doing that, that was definitely a freestyle <laughs> I really and I, and I, I'm really like I love them together. Like I think that they crack each other up in real life, and most of their interactions is just them making each other laugh. I exactly. love Allison as an addition to the show. Yeah, yeah, it, it I, I feel like has been a delight. I feel like it seems less force. I feel like it's less like mm-hmm. bits and more just like banter. Hmm. I I think they're both. I know they are both. I think that Matt's not a comic. He's a different type of comic. And so these do these two are more, I don't know. Matt is a is a comedic actor. Um Fair. Which I think is the difference. Cause I think that Nolan Allison are just like comedians. Yeah. And so they 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 catch a vibe and they and they just work well off one another. Oh, I also point out that I love Dana's dress this week and Prue's fit was also wildfly. Prue came out her little like I don't know what you want to call that like Miss Frizzle uh, pantsuit and I was like hey Prue I see you she had that shit on as the kids say Prue had that shit on <laughs> she came through it I fuck with it I fuck with it the, the, the longer the short way you said to quote my man Aunt here I, I often look at uh, what sneakers people are wearing and a couple weeks ago Nikki had on um, some Adidas gazelles. But they just weren't like any. Um, there were the newer ones, mm-hmm. like with uh, like with three different layers on them. I'm like, um, and like they're pretty much sold out anyway. I was like, man, those are some those are some nice sneakers she had on. I was at a funeral the other day, not to get all into it, but the, the but both them priests was rocking them uh them hokas, these clean black <laughs> hokas, and I was like, y'all got on some wristbands. I I like want to talk to him about it, but of course it's a funeral, so I couldn't holler, my man. But still. <laughs> every, yeah, every time I see some of those, now I think about you. But you, I've been seeing me and my mom was just talking about this on the phone. 
Gabe's and Ross been having some shit these last couple of weeks. <laughs> well, hey, we're going to slide through it too. Uh, every week, y'all, we hit y'all with a little something, something, some little news in the realm of baking. Again, it will never be sad or, or boring or whatever like that. To do that, we have a little section for you uh, that we call Bakers Make the World Go Round. And I'm going to play you that theme, that theme song right now. Here, watch this. Bakers make the world go round. They do. And we respect them for their efforts. Uh, this week's little tale of, 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 of from the from the, the realm of baking is from the good people at uh, NPR Pop Culture Happy Hour. Linda Holmes on the byline. The recipe for a better bake-off, fun format, good casting, and less host shtick. We just I discussed totally our host shtick, and we said mm-hmm. what that it is good. Linda Holmes, you're on some nonsense, but I'm, I'm going to read your article anyway, <laughs> baby. I think last season of great of the Great British Baking Show Big Golf was the first one I didn't gobble up, no pun intended, the minute the episodes dropped. I had grown weary of the hosting team of Noel Floating and Matt Lucas, frustrated with overly complicated bakes that were almost impossible, impossible to execute well, and dismayed at repeated and increasingly obnoxious takes on, quote, ethnic food, end quote. Uh. Weeks that didn't even seem to represent good faith efforts to get things right. What a relief to be looking forward to episodes arriving on Netflix on Friday mornings again. The show has had a long and bumpy ride. I'm not alone in believing that the best and purest version will always be the first one, the public television one with Mary Berry alongside Paul Hollywood and with Mel, I cannot pronounce that, (laughs) and Sue, which is going to go with that, (laughs) Mel and Sue. (laughs) It is G-I-E-D-R-O-Y-C. Now, come on, (laughs) y'all. Okay. (laughs) But the era that followed with Prue Leaf taking Mary's place and Noel Fielding hosting with Sandy Toksvig, that one I can do, <laughs> had its charms too. Then Sandy left and she was replaced by Matt Lucas, who was much too close to being another Noel. A look at me presence who seemed less interested in the contestants than in doing bits and being the center of attention. No, I didn't like Matt like that, but I didn't think Matt was like, look at me, look at me. I feel like that is what he was made to do. That is what he was yeah, hired to do. I didn't, I didn't do. think that either. Oh, we hate. You can do bits on yeah, the show. That was the that, one I liked. <laughs> that's why they hire comedians. But you have to care about the contestants first. Things got wonky. Lucas is gone now, replaced by Allison Hammond, a boisterous but generous companion to Fielding, who has helped the show restore its balance. She's silly, but not distracting. She and Noel don't interrupt the flow or do shtick the way he did with Lucas. I literally saw this man pick up a bowl and drop it on this on this very week's show. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Uh, production has knocked off the convoluted challenges and going back to ones the bakers can do well. Clearly not in chocolate week. This week's showstopper, for instance, is a cake inside of any any sort of chocolate box that you want to make. It's making chocolate bo- is making a chocolate box fancy. Sure. Is it impossible or does it result in nothing but a series of failures? No. And yes, they've made the wise decision to stop the national weeks that were increasingly embarrassing for everyone involved. I'll leave the rest of that for y'all to be read as, as I get angry and angry. As I read <laughs> <laughs> a whole lot of hate going on. I don't read these beforehand. I like to be surprised with, 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 my, with, with my host here. And, uh, all this does piss me off, so we're going to stop reading that. It'll be in the notes. I get it. People didn't fuck with, with Matt, I guess. I, I like Matt just fine. I do fine. 
I enjoyed uh, both his seasons of the show. In fact, it, we we started this show on those seasons. So also, it's a part of the fabric of this very show. Can't call it. <laughs> so, oh, but yeah, we don't fuck with Japanese or Mexican week. Nah, son, them shits was bad. <laughs> I don't fuck with a week where the primary challenges don't involve baking. Baking, like, why would you make a taco? They didn't even make tortillas, bruh. <laughs> when they be frying shit, I'm like, right. that ain't baking, my guy. So you know, it's a lot of this that don't. This way, this week, when they when they when they whipping up chocolates, it's chocolate week, so I get it, but it ain't baking. I feel like they had to add that baking element to make that work. Yeah. Anywho, <laughs> our nine remaining bakers in the tent this series are Christy Sharp, Dan Casador, Dana Conway, Josh Schmally, Matt Edgel, Nikki Lacey, Rowan Clawton, Saku Chandra Sakara. Got it the first time, y'all. Yeah, although y'all never know that I don't get the first time because I edit it. And Tasha Stein. <laughs> <laughs> but, but legit, I got that the first time this go-round. I'm proud of myself. Our signature this go-round, a luxurious, flowerless chocolate tort, two and a half hours complete. question was asked what's the difference between a tort and a cake and you know i'm here with the answer y'all this is from food 52 cake versus tort what's in a name uh carolyn lang on the byline you skim the dessert menu menu i'll have the tort you say but what really are you asking for when you do what are you Im- imagining is it the layered shiny glazed chocolate slice from a fancy restaurant and museum cafes something a little more austrian inspired and jammy looking at you linzer tort are you just <laughs> looking for a piece of cake? And is there really a difference between the piece of cake and a piece of tort? The answer is yes, but how is not such a piece of cake to unravel? So what's a tort? It's a cake. Well, that's true mostly. It's a fancy layered cake. That's how the Oxford English Dictionary defines it. The OED specifies that a tort is a round cake or bread and also suggests that it's has always a different slightly in some way from cakes or that it's a subsection within the umbrella of cake. A 16th century example cites torts or cakes. Another OED's definition clarifies that a tort is an elaborate sweet cake or tart. And here the inclusion of tart muddles the definition of tort even further. According to Rebecca Salisbury of the Culinary Institute of America trained director of customer care, The CIA's baking and pastry book defines tort as the German word for cake. It can be multi-layered or single dense layer. And says our resident baking expert, Aaron McDowell, torts are traditionally fancy cakes, meaning they look very polished and clean. Again, this is in your show notes. You have the whole full thing, the full read if you are so inclined. But uh, yeah, torts, cakes, you know what it is. In this case, our tort this week has to be... Flourless. We're lacking. We're not putting any flour in it. We're gonna bake with other types of flour, basically, but just not wheat flour. <laughs> uh, man, I'm telling you right now, this week is gonna be chock full of little, uh, a little uh, side bits because I got to tell y'all what a lot of people was making because a lot of people are making things that require me to define them for you as a part of how we produce this particular show. Saku is making a Saku tort. 
her take on a sacatorte filled with raspberry jam instead of the traditional apricot jam. The original sacatorte, its apocryphal origins are said to be have been the creation of a then six-year-old friend's soccer who was apprenticing for the chef of uh, Clemens von Metternich, the prince of the Metternich Vinberg, no, no uh, it's, it's a W is pronounced with a V. Yeah, yeah. Vinberg Subilstein, who was charged with creating a novel cake in his master's absence due to illness. The cake consists of a dense chocolate cake with a thin layer of apricot jam between two halves. The coated, then coated in a dark chocolate icing on top and side, served with unsweetened whipped cream. Saku's version is made with almond flour topped with white chocolate and nest topped with whole raspberries. So they said they could use either almond flour or what was the other ingredient? They just can use wheat flour. So anything. Okay. All, basically, everybody went with a, a, a different nut flour. So what is the, does that just like bring up the difficulty in the science? <laughs> yeah, not using we, flour. Wheat flour uh, do go a certain way, and 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 it's not necessarily flour. They use ground of uh, stuff, and in one in a couple of cases they use just meringue. Mm. So you know. No flour in the cake is just basically what it comes down to. So, you know, dig it. Uh, Josh was making a raspberry and chocolate tort made with a pecan derived situation. You'll say he used ground pecans of his own design, layers of chocolate cremeau, raspberry chantilly cream, and raspberries from his garden. Again, y'all got to take you on these little offshoots of ch- a chocolate cremeau or a cremeau au chocolat. It's a classic French cream with a silky texture and intense flavor. Uh, cremeau is one of the OG French pastry recipes that combines creme anglaise which is a custard with chocolate. It's cream, it's milk, it's egg yolks, and chocolate. Just hit that all together. 50-50 mix of cream and milk. So, uh, Rowan is attempting a mocha chocolate tort. Swiss meringue buttercream, milk chocolate mousse layers covered in chocolate ganache glaze. Dan is uh, making a chili and chocolate tort. And I wrote here in my notes, why won't these people leave Mexico be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's using a guanabana fruit liqueur. Uh, of course, again, another little detour. Guanabana or soursop is a fruit from the Anona Muricata tree. That tree has no other name. I was trying to find just like if you call that bitch like an oak or some other thing. No, you don't. It's just what that name is. And it's its scientific name. And that's what we ride out with. Uh, with flavors described as a combination of strawberries, apple with citrus notes, but the texture of a banana. Everything about mm. this sounds disgusting to your boy. Ew. <laughs> The liqueur that Dan is using, though, is uh, Juana Mayan Guanabana. By the clear, clear as day by the bottle, uh, made with. Uh, so, just in case you wanted to, you know, get get down with his brand of liqueur. Uh, his tort itself is made with hazelnuts, dark chocolate, and said the aforementioned liqueur, topped with fresh raspberries and a chili chocolate truffles, and decorated with a white cho- white chocolate triangles and a little chili on the top of it. Looks real nice. Uh, Tasha. It's going for a ginger, almond, and dark chocolate tort with almond, dark chocolate, ground ginger, amaretto, and ginger wine, which I didn't even know was a thing. Y'all hit the ginger wine? Okay, good. No. <laughs> I'm about the pocket, like, yeah, I'm sipping on that ginger wine regularly. I'm like, really? Cool. No. Uh, top with ginger mascarpone kisses and caramelized almonds. Uh, Paul signing while talking to her. I'm not saying he was doing the whole conversation, but he was signing, and I thought that was real fucking dope. You know what I'm saying? I know they I know they had a translator there, but I know, but I think Paul attempting or trying his best, you know, himself sign, I think that's real fly. Uh Dana. Dana's like I noticed, I noticed for this first go round, 
one, I guess Nikki, but most most people didn't have a name for their, you know what I'm saying? You know, they give like cute little names, but only Dana and Nikki got anything kind of like in that vein. And uh, Dana's is, I cherry-ish you, chocolate twerp. Another thing I know is about Dana, she had that dress on. I told you that dress was dressing. <laughs> <laughs> that dress was dressing. Okay. I was like, God damn, Dana got yeah. that ass. They see, they showed it from a couple of angles too. I was like, "Oh, cameraman, thank you so much. You knew exactly what I was getting at." <laughs> it was a very cute dress. I just want to know. Three layered almond based tort filled with cherry compote, white chocolate mascarpone, buttercream, and candied almonds topped with gold leafed cherries. To watch her do that was amazing. Just the, the gold leaf is wild, y'all. Uh, Christy, cherry and chocolate tort. A re- recreation of a childhood favorite is an almond chocolate and cherry tort filled with cherry brandy whipped cream and wrapped in a decorated white chocolate collar topped with cherries. And here in my notes, I wrote, these bakers have to lay off these overly intricate molds that don't release anything. <laughs> the simply isn't the place for them. It doesn't work, and it's just slowing them up and making their, make and just getting them pissed off. Maddie, hazelnut and chocolate tort with a chocolate and praline mousse and topped with chocolate cremeux Covered in chocolate marigolades with a crown of tempered chocolate shards. Nikki, only one with got a little cute, another cute name. Dreamy chocolate tort, flavored with vanilla rum, sitting on top of chocolate mousse with an almond nougatine base. And nougatine is basically brittle, y'all. Uh, in this case, just almond brittle. Uh, top with ch- again with top uh, yet or somebody else. Top with tempered chocolate shards. That's the layout. This go round. As for the judgment, uh, Nikki's up top. Looks amazing. A little work of art. Elegant, classy, and cool. Great flavors. Needed something to break up the the richness of the chocolate. Now, when they showed the picture of her thing, or, you know, when they point out, you know, this, that, third, it said that she was using freeze-dried raspberries on top of her cake. But when they did the close-up of it and discussed it, it had some little red berries on top of it, but clearly that wasn't doing what they what they needed to do, and I and there and it certainly wasn't freeze dried raspberries. So I wonder what happened between the art being drawn and them discussing it, and what was actually presented uh, to the judges. Maddie looks good from the top. Flavor of the cake and praline worked beautifully well together. It looked kind of it did look kind of walking from the side, but you I, I don't know. I guess you come 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 looking at that cake from above, you'll be all right. Uh, Dana, love the height. Looks spectacular. Flavor fantastic. Cherry marscone flavor, a bit weak. Had it been set overnight, it would have been even better. Which I get your point, Prue, but it couldn't have been set overnight. Why you say it? <laughs> Why mention it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't even bring that shit up, man. Josh, they like the color, like the shine. The sides, however, are not particularly good. And it's funny to me how they point out that his sides aren't good, but then, like I said, they kind of let Matt get a walk on his side. It's not looking good. You know what I'm saying? It's just a weird little bit of judgy. Absolutely delicious. The tartness of the raspberries comes through. You really get the chocolate. It tastes amazing, but it's more of a pudding than a cake. Now, isn't it? <laughs> so, like, okay, fine. Uh, Christy, little messy, where the collar joins the cake. Cake a little dry and crumbly and has no real flavor. Mm. Damn. <laughs> yes. Just, <laughs> well, what, just tell me to leave. something nice after that, though, right? She did. I didn't even write it down. That's how that's how little it mattered to me. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That shit was whack. Uh, uh, basically, Allison was like, oh, so no flavor means no calories, right? They make, make they just joke a little bit after that. Mm-hmm. Like, eh, whatever, whatever. Just send me home right there. <laughs> yeah, thank you. For real. <laughs> um, Dan. Looks very neat and, and quite original. 
little more height would have been appreciated. Texture too gluey and a little overwhelming mm. on the alcohol. Gluey. I don't even want ever. No, don't, just lie to me. <laughs> Tasha, tell me lies, tell me sweet little So lies. when we first talked to Tasha this episode, they basically was like, look, that Starbaker t- twice in a row, uh, I need your shit hitting. And uh, Prue was like, bro, don't be putting all that pressure on her. And I'm going right. to. And what we end up with is a finish not as good as it could be. Mm-hmm. Ginger's lovely and strong. Texture of the cake, very pudding-like. Too moist. Ginger brings the heat, but it also has a ton of amaretto that has unfortunately drowned it. Mm. You know what I didn't hear them say right now, though? Gluey. In this here chocolate week. Not a damn thing about chocolate. Where the fuck is no the chocolate once. in this cake at? Not once. Yeah, so I mean, it, uh, yes, that's a problem to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, I'm I'm team Tasha, but if your chocolate cake, or if this chocolate week, and you no don't chocolate. mention chocolate, it's a problem. Uh, Saku, a bit messy, very chocolatey. The raspberry is nice and strong, but a bit too gooey in the middle, and so heavy you couldn't have a lot of it. <laughs> Rowan, very elegant, beautifully smooth, a lovely shine. Decorations and pipe work are good. Prue loves the coffee flavor. Paul thinks it's beautiful with a silky Swiss Lorraine buttercream. And the coffee flavor is spot on. Come on, Rowan. The sponge it, is compressed looked, a little. Oh, go on. It man. looked very neat. It like, did. It, uh, it was one of the best looking cakes. Yeah. Uh, Prue says that's probably because, not no problems with it. Prue says it's because it's flourless why it's compressed. Basically, you know, like, Paul, oh, it's not compressed. It's doing what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Overall, a very good job. Uh, I don't think I've seen Rowan show out once in these four episodes, so that was kind of nice to see he has the... He's in this tent for a reason, you know? Mm -hmm. He got the chops somewhere. Our technical challenges go around six individual cheesecakes made with a caramelized white chocolate and OD biscuit base topped with black currant jelly and white chocolate decorations. Two hours to complete. A caramelized white chocolate, a slice of a millimeter thin was the only oh sorry in the decorations the only chocolate component in chocolate week they did a cheesecake for the technical challenge in chocolate week it's not that it's not that the show isn't good because they could do terrible challenges every week it's just that i they're just getting lazy with the with the ideas because the show is still lovely the formula works so well but when you just slice and dice it it's like it's chocolate week remake redo the same shit every year true Cause, cause if they can't, cause if they can't come through and do what they know they have to do already, then they're not, they're not great, very great bakers. Yeah. Allison's B to the A to the K to the E. Let's bake cheer situation. I love the it. Like, I, I, I want y'all to know. I think, I think what it comes down to, I think my boo is just Allison. Yeah. I think she's, I just love her. <laughs> she's great. She yeah. is great. Uh, going toward the tail end of the challenge, the heat in the tent takes Tasha down. So bad that they send her on. Literally de- took her down. Yeah. And, and and it's like, okay, well. And then that, for long-term watchers, you already know what it is. It sets kind of, it, set, it sets us up for the rest of the episode. I already know. I, I, I knew exactly how this would play out. It played out just as I knew it would. And we'll get there when we get there. And I think had she done super well in the signature challenge, it might have played out a different way. Correct. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what it was. It's some, a lot of saving graces here in this chocolate <laughs> week. Mm-hmm. Our judging of the technical, though.
Josh is up first. Looks neat and identical, a little overbaked. Now you hear that and you think that sounds not so bad. But where Josh ends up in the ranking, you thought he was the worst man ever. <laughs> Christy, not very good looking. Everything was placed on top while it was still hot, so it melted off. The filling is grainy, but they're all the right size. Maddie. Grainy. Grainy. Looks a delicious way to describe cheesecake. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> looks nice, although there is a big dip in the middle, which means they probably came out the oven too early. But the jelly and decorations both look nice, caramelized correctly as well. Saku. Rushed and overbaked. Dan. Very neat. Nice set. Decent color. All the layers are very even and neat. Smooth filling. Delicious. It was at this point that I began to refer to him as Handsome Dan. He was smiling. I was like, look at Dan. Handsome Dan. My man got back in his zone. Sure did. Though, even though, trust me, he should be at home. Yes. And, uh, and, 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 and therefore, we, we, we got a better Dan this week than we had last. Dana, overbaked. Jelly not smooth. What decision to make? I'm not going to strain my, my, my jelly. Like, why? You know what jelly is. I know you know what it is. You live in this country. But but the, she, in her mind, she's like a little fruit on top of the cheesecake. Well, baby, that's not what you was asked to do. Mm -mm. Y'all got mm -mm. to stick to the brief and the technical. That's the one not to fuck around with. But the dress was dressing. It was. Uh, and she had to take she had to take that sweater off because it was too hot the next day. <laughs> a bit a bit rough, a little grainy on the mouth. Ugh. <laughs> It's such a it's such a well identified turn of phrase that you like you know exactly what's happening there. You can feel it. <laughs> this is particularly hilarious for Rowan. Rowan looks as if it were dropped. Oh no. He <laughs> is again the issue with the toppings and decorations having melted. Color not bad. Filling is good. Base is good. Nice and smooth inside. It's like to have so much right. And then that's wild to me. Everybody. I don't know, man. We'll get here. <laughs> we can discuss it. And y'all can tell me if, I'm, if maybe I'm just wrong. Nikki, base not even. One side thick, the other thin. The filling's all right. The jelly is delicious. I don't think I've ever had black currant anything, and I like we want to find some. They it's always like, yeah, I've had black currant uh, jam, maybe. I don't know. Hmm. They, so, but you know, they don't so fuck with grape over there. So they, everything they do is black currant. Everything purple uh, over there is black currant. You know, everything purple is grape over there is, is black currant. So I want to try uh, some black currant. So is stuff. it like a mix between a berry and a grape? I, I feel like I can't remember. Let me look at it up because I I don't remember, but I know I've had some like black currant jam. Yeah, it looks like a blueberry, but it's but it's situated on the vine like a grape. Hmm. Is, would you call that a vine-ish? Huh. Or like an olive branch? Find me a Wikipedia entry about this shit. Hold on. Okay. <clears throat> the black currant ribis nigrum. <laughs> also known as black currant or cassis is a deciduous shrub in the family. I'm not even going to attempt. Well, come on. Let's take a look at it. Gross eularisaea. Grown for its edible berries, it's native to temperate parts of Central and Northern Europe and Northern Asia, where it prefers damp, fertile soils. It's widely cultivated both commercially and domestically. It is a winter hardy, but cold weather at flowering time during the spring may reduce the size of the crop. 
Bunches of small, glossy black fruit develop along the stems in the summer and can be harvested by hand or by machine. The raw fruit is particularly rich in vitamin C and polyphenols. Black currants can be eaten raw, but they are usually cooked in sweetened or savory dishes. They're used to make jams, preserves, and syrups, and are grown commercially for the juice market. The fruit is also used to make alcoholic beverages and dyes. Fascinating. I've had it like a raisin. Ooh. Like just some dried black currants? And mixed into like a thing. Usually, yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> trail mix Basic, or Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm going to find me some uh, black currants, y'all. Or you, you, the listener, let me know if I need to be bothered. If well, or whole, me, or uh, internet to be bothered. is saying that it like, is it banned in America? I don't know what that. That's very odd. I mean, we just bang out with grapes over here. It's just yeah. easy that way. Oh, the ranking uh, in the text. Uh, and, and the uh, technical challenge. Uh, at the bottom is Saku. They look terrible and overbake. Oh. Number seven is Christy. Bit of a mess, but tastes good. Number six is Josh. I just, I just don't understand how he's number six when they, when what they said about him in the in the, in the judging. Far too dark in the caramel and bake. I, just, I don't know. I don't get. It. Uh, five is Dana. Four is Nikki. Three is Rowan. They look like they got dropped. Rowan is number three. Yeah. No, I, I simply disagree with the judging with the with the ranking this week. Uh, Maddie, not bad. Bit of a dip in the middle. Number one, Dan. Well done. The only one that's perfect. Handsome Dan. So I, I think it. I've I've figured it out. I think this is my beef with the technical challenge, and I've just realized it as you were talking. The technical aspect of this challenge was caramelizing the white chocolate. Yeah. So if you got that part right, I guess they probably just didn't care about the rest, which is why Rowan, who they said his looked like he dropped it, he did the the white chocolate part right. And so now I'm going to go either back or forward and see like what the technical element was in every one of these challenges and see if the, if that changes my mind about the judging. Okay, going forward, we will try. We will try as a group to figure out my what hypothesis. is the technical challenge. Yeah, and we'll see if we all agree <laughs> on what they, the technical challenge is. Well, typically they talk about it. So yeah. when they sat down, Paul and Prue, she was like, "It's the the caramelizing the white chocolate." Yeah, thirty seconds. She what what how she explained to do it is thirty second burst in the microwave. Thirty seconds. Nobody stir. did it. Thirty seconds stir. <laughs> thirty mm-hmm. seconds stir. People were like, if burst? I'm a, and I'm like, what no, the one fuck person about, did it. What was yeah, confusing I, about the word burst that had uh, Christy like, I don't, burst? I'm like, what the fuck do you not understand about Christy? Christy? Well, she, what was the word she couldn't say? Horns. Horns. Uh, your girl, she is so <laughs> fucking hilarious to me. I love her more every week. Ah, uh, dig it, dig it. Uh, showstopper this week. Spectacular edible chocolate box along with some molded chocolates should have an exquisite chocolate cake within said box. Four hours to complete. Nick, Jew, were you showstop this week? No. Also, <laughs> I have been watching way too much Naked Attraction because I was not mature enough to handle all the discussions of chocolate boxes. And nuts. And nuts. <laughs> the nuts ones were more obvious, but every time somebody talked about a chocolate box, I had a giggle. <laughs> dig it. I can't dig you it. deserve to giggle, Nick. Thank you. <laughs> First up, Josh, who's going for a chemistry centenary chocolate box decorated cake situation. 
Tempered chocolate box around it, a chocolate sponge cake layered with caramel, buttercream, and roasted hazelnuts topped with salted caramel and vanilla and white chocolate truffles. I'll tell you where he falls apart in that discussion. Rowan, Grandpa's paint box. <laughs> chocolate sponge filled with uh, chocolate orange layers filled with Swiss meringue buttercream, mousse and orange curd, raspberry and orange fondant chocolates to represent the oil paints. I'll tell you now, he didn't get all that done. <laughs> Dan, a treasure chest of delight filled with layers of white chocolate mousse, tropical fruit jellies, coconut daqua, and a white genoise sponge. Daqua is a dessert made with layers of almond and hazelnut meringue and whipped cream or buttercream on a buttery biscuit base. The term daqua can also refer to the nut meringue layer itself, which is what we have going on in dance creation this week. Uh, caramel and rum soaked raisins in a seashell shaped mold is his chocolates that he's making for this uh, Challenge. Dana, once upon a time, chocolate box cake, white chocolate carriage filled with layers of chocolate sponge cake with a salted peanut caramel and peanut butter and cream cheese mousse with a cookie dough and pretzel of chocolate, as well as an Irish cream liqueur chocolate. Christy for love chocolate box dedicates to her, to her husband, her little soulmate Aww. Mm-hmm. Made from white chocolate layers of hazelnut mascarpone filling a chocolate espresso and hazelnut sponge. Hazelnut praline and praline. I don't think I say praline. I think they did. Uh, uh, praline and chocolate ganache chocolates. Saku, time for cricket chocolate box. Pistachio sponge filled with chocolate cream cheese icing along with three chocolates, pistachio, raspberry, and coffee. Cho- uh, Maddie's making chocolate genoa sponge layered with raspberry coolie f- and, w- and fresh raspberries, a creme mousseline covered in chocolate mirror glaze. Creme mousseline is a creme pat whisk with butter for a long time, so the texture is foamy and airy. His chocolates are pistachio and lemon flavored. Nikki, this is no ordinary chocolate box. Salted caramel and lemongrass and coconut chocolates, along with a chai and orange liqueur cake filled with chocolate ganache and hazelnut meringue. I was uh, I was pretty happy with everybody's uh, ideals this week. Like all these are like these are sound. They all make sense. I get I get what everybody's up to. I just I don't know what the fuck your boy Roy was trying. I know what he was trying to do. I don't know, but I still don't know what the fuck he was trying to do. Cause bruh. <laughs> that tree shit or whatever. Like if he could have done it, it would have been cool, but yeah. yeah. My man's is in school and didn't practice. <laughs> My man graduated. graduated the week he filmed this, and I was just like you know, I mean, if you would have went home, that would have been fine then. You could have at least been right. leaning on the fact that you, uh, you finish up with uni. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maddie, box is beautiful engineer, but it's lost all its shine. Uh, the molded chocolates, though, look perfectly tempered. The raspberries delicious. The textures are spot on. The, raws, the raw raspberries would oftentimes make a sponge wet, but he pulled it off. Well done. As they eat the molded chocolates, you know, because right to make these molded chocolates, proves like I would pay a lot of money for a box of these chocolates. So good job. Uh, Dan, neat, beautiful, looks amazing. Flavors are wonderful, fresh, but it's more of a dessert than a cake, isn't it? Molded chocolates have a lovely shine. That is what separates the wheat from the chaff this week for that particular guy. You made, you didn't make a cake when you were requested to make a cake. Sorry for your luck. Dana, really impressive from a distance. <laughs> the most subtlest d- this ever. That's shit gorgeous from across the room, little homie. Uh, <laughs> But not much shine on the cake. Not much shine on it. The cake is delicious, but the nuts and caramel are far too pale. Need to be richer in color, which of course would bring more flavor. 
But the molded chocolates were also just very sweet. And Prue was not a fan of the Pop Rocks and them shits. Yeah. I don't know. I thought that shit was hilarious. Um, Rowan. Not the neatest word. Just them being farce gone. Molded chocolates, weird in color and lacking flavor. Cake, however, is delicious. Flavor's great. A bit of a mess. Prue, if we came to your house and had a slice, we would think it was perfect. Paul was like, nah, I'd probably just kick off. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not eating this shit. <laughs> Josh, the box was not properly tempered. The piping not precise. The sponge is baked beautifully. However, it's not carrying enough flavor. The molded chocolates are delicious. A little triumph. Josh, and we've said this in years past, you cannot be riding vertically on anything. You have mm. the lady shits down, ride on them, and then you can set them up nicely. But guess what? They ran out of time. Four hours was not enough time to do this for these people to do it right. It was they, Everybody succeeded and got it done. But to do it right required either more time or just, I don't know, a, a higher level of effort than they could, they, could, they could manage this week. Nikki, box looks amazing. Cake is extremely rich, really nice salted caramel. They, they think it was on fire this week, which is so weird because I feel like she was so poor otherwise. Uh, Christy, love the box. Beautiful, very chocolatey, solid texture, dry in the mouth. So, you know, it's you good. You taste in the box, you can't have it dry in the mouth. When I, when I, when I tell you <laughs> solid texture, I'm not saying it was solid. No, I'm saying it was solid and they didn't like that. <laughs> they did not like that. <laughs> Saku, structurally good, no shine. The flavor's good, but the cake is dry and the chocolates, as in the molded chocolates, was a bit soft because it was rushed. And then, like, everything, she had a bad week, y'all. And in any Ooh, other my situation, dog. It would have been a coin flip between her and Christy as who could have gone home. Mm-hmm. I, I probably would have seen Christy home, but you know, that's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. But alas, I guess not alas. For them this week, no one went home. Double elimination next week. Take it to the mat, and two people will go home next week because they didn't feel it was fair with uh, Tasha not there and having had a poor, a poor. It a wasn't mid, great. A mid-ass <laughs> signature. They was like, ah, uh, yo, she had a mid-signature, and the rest of y'all didn't do this good either. So because they're they're like, it's the chance Tasha could have took her ass home this week, so we got to run it back. Yeah, so I'm gonna give y'all the stay of execution this week, and uh, but our star baker this week is none other than Maddie. And I, yeah, I could, I no one else, no one else would it came came close. Nikki, maybe, oddly enough. Wait, well, how how was Handsome Dan's? Um... Oh, Dan's downfall was they asked him for a cake and he made pudding instead. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I knew, I knew where, where where it all fell apart from him. One hit away, Belique. I'm telling you. Nikki did all right, too, this week. I was very happy for her to finally yeah. have a good week. She did pour in the technical. technical but bet. actually, actually, not really, because she came right in the middle of the table. Yeah. Four. So there's, she did fine. She had a real solid uh, 
a solid signature and a good showstopper. So Nikki Hurst, Nick, I feel like Nikki could have been, uh, is the only other person I probably would have voted. Possibly in the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Maddie showed out and showed up and I, and I appreciate it. I'm glad he got one. I, I'm, I'm happy that Same. he got one. I don't think Maddie's going to, you know, take the plate home in the end, but I do feel like he's a real, real good baker. I saw him coming a couple weeks ago. So yeah, hopefully yeah, he stays sure. consistent. Yeah. Yeah. I dig that. Um, Mm, I think that is it for this week, y'all. Next week is Pastry Week, which I'm very mm-hmm. excited about. I uh, mm-hmm. I love Pastry Week because it's all about lamination, people. Mm-hmm. Getting that butter to do what you need that butter to do. As long as they don't come with something wacky and weird, like make me a vegan pastry, we'll be okay. <laughs> Watch that be it too. I just I just know. Look, pastry is one of the things that we don't just don't fuck around with it. It mm-hmm. needs butter, and it needs a lot of it, and that's what makes it great. You want to do a, what you call it, uh, in National Week, have them make some like phyllo dough, some spanakopita or something. That's with a country that's nearby to y'all that you know <laughs> what to do with it. Focus some European shit. That is, right. so, that, that is so real. If you are so inclined, the email address for the show is podcast at statespreadshipmilk.com. The phone number is 216 We certainly love to hear from you and hear from you this week. We have. So let's pull up the old Yay. first. First over to the to the phone number. Uh Michelle, Miko Michelle in the building. Hey, we back, baby. Bake off, that is. I'm late watching because I'm trying to get them let them stack up a bit so I won't be thirsty for episodes. Why do we find this show so hard? I need to unfollow the pod temporarily so the loser isn't spoiled <laughs> for me by the pod cover. Yeah. But no, but, but no worries at all. Anyway, I'm ready to count all the times Tayrell says delight. Which, because it makes me smile to hear a cis hat <laughs> black man comfortable enough with himself to do so. Why? Thank you. Why? Why? When I was watching episode one and two, I was already laughing. What I what I think will get the real good laughs out of Nick Jew. Thanks in advance for the great shows, Miko. Thank Aww. you so very much. Thank you, sweetie. We out here. Uh, let's see what I want to go to. Email first. Let's go to email first. Email from the big homie Frank. Good, good. Hello, all. Thank you for another entertaining and gut honest episode. I thought I would follow uh, up on the suggestion you check out the Canadian Bake Bake Off show. I will say the first season of the Canadian version is a bit of a letdown. While Dan Levy mm-hmm. does a solid job of hosting, the judges are kind of forgettable as TV personalities. The show was rightly criticized for going easy on the contestants in terms of challenges, and a number of contestants felt a little self-conscious and a little guarded. Mm. Luckily, the showrunners listened to the criticism, and the challenges got better, and the successive contestants seemed to have more relaxed and more and more willing to be themselves and not be afraid to come across as a little silly. A good franchise version of the first six seasons of the Australian Bake Off, the judges are very good and instructive when assessing the work. The contestants are both talented and fully embraced being on TV in a good way. I recall one extremely talented baker who was a high school student who, no surprise, went to culinary school. I'm not sure where you can see the episodes, though. Also, they recently revamped the show and completely changed all the judges and hosts for the seventh season. Oh, wow. The the new group haven't quite found their footing. The Junior Bake Off show is actually pretty good. It's astonishing to find 11-year-olds that can bake. I watched one season where Prue was the judge, along with GBBO alum Liam Charles. Yeah. It's weird and entertaining to see a young boy who knows how to make Genoa sponge. I think you can find those episodes on YouTube. Liam also hosts Bake Off the Professionals. Mm-hmm. This is a show that 
they this is a show hard to get into since contestants are are two are teams of two and composed of professional bakers. I honestly can't recall the majority of them. However, the challenges are damn hard and the judges are passionate and colorful in their personalities. That show was on Netflix. Frank, thank you again, Frank, man. Thank you, you, Frank. Love to hear from you. I've watched a little bit of the professional ones and I believe that also the kids are on Netflix too. Big off Junior. All right, so those are clear. And let me jump over to the show page because we have a couple of Q&A responses. One is from Junie Mo. Hey, I just want to agree with Nick Jew. This is not the lustful season. LOL, LOL, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Miss Jew. <laughs> and Bevy19, Dan or Rowan? Paul Carl Rowan's bakes monstrous and hideous. How is Rowan yeah. still here? And Dan, one word. Raw. Bye-bye. I want to hear Paul and Prue's twisted ass rationalizations. Truly, I do. I was so upset about that. <laughs> of course, because my the, the the I told y'all the question last week was going to be Dan should have been sent off, right? Because he should have been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we out here, people. I'm saying, I I I, 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 I tell me, I, I tell you, I, I get a look at our uh, analytics just about every day because I'm that kind of dude. And we are, are we getting listeners all the time. We're getting uh, Spotify impressions. Many. When people search for Great British Bake Off, we show up in the feed, and some people take advantage and go ahead and jump in on that, and I love it. So thank you for listening and supporting and re- re- you know responding and so forth and so on. Please make sure you hit us with them, uh, them five stars over there on uh, on uh, Spotify, and uh, if you be so kind as to write a little review on Apple Podcasts, that'd be great, because you do it. It gets shown, more to, shown to more people, and more people can get down with our show. I promise you, I... I fully think we do some amazing work here. Just going to be honest Agreed. with you. We do. We do, do good stuff and uh, you should be getting down with the get down. Well, others should be. You already are and thank you for that. Bring more to us. <laughs> uh, what's the question of the week this week? Y'all? What do you kind of... Paul is... <laughs> who should have left? No, and then the, the, and the questions are uh, Christy or Saku. Mm, I like that. Those was the ones. Had anybody left this week who should, of those two who should have? Question of the week. Uh, cho- what about chocolate week? Your favorite chocolate bar. Oh, there we go. What's your favorite chocolate bar, y'all? You know, we call them candy bars in America because they're not enough chocolate in them. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> whack. I'm telling you that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot wait for you to go to England. Yeah, I'm trying to get some foods. Come through with like just all the, all the sweets. I'm mm-hmm. not saying you're going to eat and enjoy all the sweets, but just like take a Cadbury from America over there with you and compare notes. Right. Because American Cadbury became whack a while ago once Hershey took over. I'm going to be uh, so spoiled, I think. I appreciate that. I love that for you. And I'm excited for you. That cannot come soon enough. Just so I, just, I can just sit there cheering from the sidelines. To, <laughs> eat that food, Nick. Get them chips and fish. <laughs> yes. Don't eat that eel pie. <laughs> will not <laughs> there, I mean just be prepared for like several nerd references and theater shit I'm gonna have to do like oh my God. you going to the, to, 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 the uh, to the West End of course I don't I've, I haven't looked at their season yet for next year but I will soon to see what it is I'm gonna see nice I mean, see I'll be doing my English <laughs> 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 
Anywho, y'all, that has been uh, uh, Crimson Day this week. Right? So I hope you got down to get down and enjoy it. That is uh, Nick Ju. Uh, basketball back, though. Yeah, playing tonight. We got the the the, the Nets. We have to see how that, now. that that plays out. Uh, that is at Big Anthony is what they call him. Or or that or that guy that makes me breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I am the Interstellar Seven Thirteen. Uh, bake with us all once more. See you next week, y'all. Peace. What happened to your ass? It used to be beautiful.